Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. I'm currently on a book tour around the United States and hope to see you. Find the schedule of my events at warisalie.org. It's my great privilege to welcome to Talk Nation Radio this week, John Hanrahan. John is currently on the editorial board of Expose Facts at exposefacts.org, which I should mention is a organization that rootsaction.org, which I work for, has uh, worked in collaboration with. John Hanrahan is a former executive director of the Fund for Investigative Journalism and a reporter for the Washington Post, the Washington Star, UPI, and other news outlets. He also has extensive experience as a legal investigator. Hanrahan is the author of Government by Contract and co-author of Lost Frontier, The Marketing of Alaska. He has written extensively for NeimanWatchdog.org, a project of the Neiman Foundation for Journalism at Harvard University. John Hanrahan, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. Well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, Glad to have you on, and a fascinating topic we have to discuss, which is uh, coming out of a couple of lengthy articles that you've just published at truthout.org about the online activist group Avaz and its push for essentially for war and specifically for no-fly zones, uh, first in Libya and then in Syria. Uh, First of all, uh, just a a basic idea, what is Avaz? Well, it's uh, Abaz is a an organization that's uh, based in New York. It has forty three over forty three million members worldwide. In fact, its membership in the United States is only roughly uh, two and a half million. So it it uh, portrays itself as a worldwide uh, advocacy organization that launches a lot of uh, campaigns. Uh, and I should add in here, I. I, I would count myself as one of the 43 million members, or they count me as one of them. Anybody who has ever signed one of their petitions, and they've grown by incredible leaps and bounds by um, by you know piggybacking. Uh, you know, somebody sends you a petition, four people sign it, and then you're on their list. Uh, they've had uh, a number of. Before we get to the uh, the no fly zones, they've had a lot of what I would consider uh, very Good, admirable uh, petitions, which uh, I'm sure that I signed some of them myself, uh, including uh, ones that uh, supported uh, U.S. government uh, whistleblowers, including uh, Chelsea Manning and Edward Snowden. And they've uh, they were one of the Oregon big organizers for the uh, People's Climate March in September 2014. They uh, recently. Uh, uh, had a petition that called on members of the European Parliament and leaders of the United States, United Kingdom, uh, Canada, Germany, and France to suspend all arms deals with Saudi Arabia until they end their assault in Yemen and begin a genuine peace process. And in fact, uh, the um, uh, European Parliament uh, did uh, uh, call for such an embargo. Now it's up to the various nations to try to implement that. I only say that by way of... Uh, uh, that maybe I was, uh, you know, a little not paying close enough attention, but I was startled, I guess, to see last uh, June this full-page ad in the New York Times sponsored by Avaz, which uh, called for a no-fly zone in Syria, and they were running it simultaneously with an online campaign, uh, which uh, the, the New York Times ad called more on uh, President Obama, but the online campaign called on 
uh, several leaders to to do this, and uh, they had gathered uh, well over a million signatures to uh, uh, support this no-fly zone. And uh, I should say, when you go to their website, they don't sort of feature this, you know, the, the, the opening page, the, the home page doesn't, you know, sort of uh, feature this as one of their main campaigns. You have to do a little uh, searching around. I, frankly, don't ever recall getting such a petition from them. But in any event, it's, uh, this seemed to me, and uh, probably to other people, so out of sync with how they were otherwise portraying themselves as a uh, uh, as a uh, progressive organization that was uh, that sending out petitions to people worldwide, organizing against APAC in Washington, uh, doing prominent things in the BDS movement in uh, London. Uh, so you know there was a lot to uh, to recommend them. And their biggest membership, as I said, the United States is only two and a half million. There's a number of other. Uh, countries where they have, I'd have to look up the figures, but it seemed to me in Brazil there were over 8 million uh, members. Germany had, I, I think, roughly the same as the United States. Uh, and and until I started doing a little research on them, I had always assumed they were based somewhere else, like London, because uh, because they do have, uh, you know, probably hundreds of petitions a year, only a fraction of which really apply to the United States. It, or our foreign policy in other countries, or militarism in other countries. It, it seems to me, John, that when individuals and organizations generally tend to be for peace uh, and uh, occasionally back what they think of as a good humanitarian war, in many cases I could name in, in, in terms of Libya 2011, or Syria more recently, or other examples, um, most peace advocates, most peace activists uh, somehow avoid ever finding out that these individuals or organizations have backed wars and think of them as purely for peace, as good progressive groups. I mean, there are exceptions. I think when Amnesty International uh, put up big ads in Chicago at the NATO meeting praising NATO's war in Afghanistan, oh, a, a yeah. lot of people found out and raised hell, but I, it seems to be the exception. When you when you talk to people about Avaz, are, are they are they shocked and scandalized to hear that Avaz uh, promotes uh, I wars? I think a, a lot of people that I have talked to, yes, were. I mean, you know, in some ways we treat this probably too uh, casually. I mean, we we see a good petition and we we sign it and uh, don't look behind uh, closely at what the organization has stood for in other uh, cases. As I say, if you go on there their uh, homepage, you'll see a lot of very meritorious uh, campaigns. But yes, uh, to answer your question, a lot of people said, well, yeah, I've signed their petition before. I didn't know. I, I thought a lot of people told me they thought it was an overseas organization, uh, too, because it, uh, just because of the nature of some of the petitions that they uh, received. But uh, yeah. it's, it, and it does, you know, it, it does make you... Uh, Wonder. I, as I said, I readily signed a lot of these before. Since then, I've been, I've not been signing them. I, I don't know exactly what uh, I've, I've seen. You know, various bloggers online. Some who said, you know, you really cannot sign another one of their petitions because 
what is their agenda, I guess is the, the, the question. And I'm, I'm wrestling with that one myself. What, what is their yeah. agenda here? But to be out of their so-called membership, you probably have to unsubscribe, not just stop signing. Oh, oh that's right. That's oh. right. Yeah, no, you, you do. I mean, you sign one. They, they inform you at the bottom of each uh, petition. They send that you, when you signed your first petition, so they have a, uh, and I suspect, you know, most groups do, they have a, a record of what you have signed and could probably then tailor what petitions they send to you. And uh, perhaps my signing and some of the other people who were so shocked were ones that they had categorized as not, as, you know, as being peace people rather than uh, humanitarian interventionists, so called. John Hanrahan, uh, one further problem with these no-fly zones for Libya and Syria is that some people don't recognize that as a pro-war measure. Uh, in fact, Avaz and others have started using the phrase safe zone, which sounds lovely and comforting. Can, can you briefly explain what a no-fly zone is? Well, the, the um, no-fly zone, as, as, and you're probably more of, of an expert on this than I would ever be, but uh, that it's uh, essentially to, um, uh, I, I, I fall back, I guess, on the, the, uh, the three uh, generals of the U.S. military that I quote in the article, uh, who, who warned that, it, because it does have such a benign sound to it, you know, you just, sort of fly some airplanes over and you keep, uh, you know, and you keep the uh, opponent's uh, uh, planes out of the air and they can't do damage to civilians on the ground. Uh, instead, um, and this was a, a little bit of an education for me, too, to see uh, retired four-star General Carter Ham, who was the former commander of the U.S. Africa Command, uh, who uh, oversaw U.S. military enforcement of the Libya no-fly zone. So, uh, you know, and, and generals are now shrinking violets when it comes to, you know, waging war and dropping uh, bombs or shooting down planes. And he said, I worry sometimes that when people say impose a no-fly zone, there was this almost antiseptic view that this is an easily accomplished military task. It's extraordinarily difficult. Having overseen imposing a no-fly zone in Libya, a force that is vastly inferior in air forces and air defenses to that which exists in Syria, it's a pretty high-risk uh, operation. It first entails, we should make no bones about it, it first uh, entails killing a lot of people and destroying the Syrian air defenses and those people who are manning these systems. And then it entails destroying the Syrian air force, preferably on the ground, in the air if necessary. This is a violent combat action that results in lots of casualties and increased risk to our own personnel. And there's a couple of other generals who, who have made uh, similar statements, including NATO's uh, current Supreme Allied Commander and uh, then former uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Martin Dempsey. So these are uh, extremely, these are acts of war. These are violations of uh, the territorial uh, uh, integrity or sovereignty of a, of a country. These are not, Abbas and some of the other advocates just uh, make them sound like a you know a walk in the park. You just uh, go there and you you fly some airplanes over and uh, you you uh, you have no problem after that. You're protecting civilians. Uh, and Abbas kept pushing this position even after the Russians uh, entered uh, uh, with their uh, planes last uh, 
late last summer, I guess it was, Abaz sort of doubled down on it, saying this was even more of a reason to have a no-fly zone. Now that the Russians were uh, in there seeming ready to uh, provoke an even uh, bloodier conflict there. Um, so that's, uh, I mean, you, as I said, I've, uh, generals saying this, I don't ordinarily agree with what generals say, but they're, they are about waging war, killing people, etc. And when the generals even say, this is not a good idea, you would think that uh, people uh, who advocate this would sit up and take notice. And one of my complaints with Avaz is that in the materials they did send out and, and on, with their petition, uh, they present no warnings whatsoever of this sort. I mean, even for those who might say, oh, let's, we've got to get more military, we've got to protect those civilians. But if they say, but you know, you can kill a hell of a lot of civilians, too, in the, the process of this. Uh, that uh, they they make when I queried of Oz about this, and they were very reluctant to answer any of my questions, and answered only a few of them. But on uh, on this question, they said, "Well, we we do provide a lot of links to uh, online to places that do raise or, or do list a variety of viewpoints." Well, I looked at all those links, and they don't. They say nothing about these generals' warnings or other experts' warnings that this is a uh, a terrible and risky uh, thing to do. So um, uh, sort of rambled on on that question, but it's, it is something that they just have not uh, been straightforward with, uh, and it, it's almost like a disguise. This is an easy, wonderful thing to do. Um, what they have done, as I mentioned in the, or, or dwell on, I guess, in the articles, was that because some of their members uh, uh, spoke back to them about it, they put up a, a couple of different Q&As at, at different times during the Libya back in 2011-2012, and then uh, last summer uh, regarding Syria, that uh, purported to answer the uh, uh, some of these uh, questions and, and concerns about uh, people. But it was, it, it again, did not... Uh, they they claim to question a lot of uh, experts, but they don't name who they are. And uh, Abaz, from their the personnel, they they do they're primarily not activists that started the organization. I mean, there were people who who had overseas experience. Some of them now are, uh, as we might mention later, uh, one who's later became a congressman and is now with the uh, uh, State Department. Uh, one of their founders, Tom Periello. And another uh, fellow named uh, Tom Pravda, who is the unpaid treasurer, is currently uh, with the British uh, Foreign Office. So they they come at this from a more point of view of uh, officialdom, I would say, albeit with some other uh, good programs, uh, good campaigns. The problem is, though, as I think of myself, who's usually more skeptical than I was with the Vaz, after a while, when you sign a lot of good petitions, you realize they're solid. They've got a lot of good information behind them. As, as you said, that uh, Ruth's action would be a prime example. That you say, if they propose it, and it's 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 probably pretty good. And in none of I shouldn't say in none of their other campaigns. I don't know because I don't you know read. Uh, I have. I should point out that this is more geared to petitions that somehow uh, are. Uh, or originate or affect the United States because they have a Russian um, 
uh, a lot of Russian petitions. I have no idea what they're they're saying on on those. They could be advocating for NATO to go in and attack them. I have no idea. But from the U.S. ones, the ones that are in English, they usually are, are other than these instances, are not advocating for. Uh, violent actions. So they build up a certain degree of trust over the years. And sort of if Avaz says, we've, and their 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 emotion is just palpable in some of these things. That that if uh, you know we've got to do something, people, civilians are being killed over there. Why are we just standing here doing nothing? We've got to do something. Let's bomb them. And uh, it's uh, it's very. Uh, you know, you can see that they're just very frustrated by the this uh, activity, and 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 they even sometimes pay lip service. We're usually nonviolent, but in this case, there's no other solution. And of course, if this doesn't work, what's what's next? Then drones or other bombing? I you know, I'm being facetious there, but that's yeah. What. Uh, could come about. We're speaking with John Hanrahan from Exposed Facts and other organizations about his articles in truthout.org, and we will have them linked at uh, talknationradio.org. Uh, John, I'm of course familiar with Tom Perriello, who was my congressman here in Virginia and a real lover of war who backed every yes. war dollar he could get his hands on, has been pushing wars ever since uh, being voted out as well. Um, it, it's, I, I think, worth pointing out uh, that acts of war and murderous acts like uh, imposing no-fly zones in Libya and Syria uh, are are actually criminal activity as well, that groups like Avaz are are promoting blatant violation of the UN Charter, of the Kellogg-Briand Pact, of the sovereignty of the nation involved, uh, and uh, ISIS, of course, doesn't have airplanes. This is not about taking on the enemy that the U.S. public has come to know and hate. It's about taking on the enemy that the United States government prioritizes, and that is overthrowing the government of Syria. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, so Avaz has been, as you document, pushing the the unsubstantiated and very dubious uh, claims about chemical weapons uh, use in Syria uh, three years ago, and had been uh, for some time cameras and so-called journalists in and out of Syria and and promoting all of that anti-Assad propaganda without, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, without uh, ever mentioning that anybody on any other front in Syria uh, was killing or, injury, or injuring anyone at all. You can, uh, you can spot a phrase here and there. And then usually it's when they're, they they also call for diplomacy in Syria. They sort of ride two horses at once. And when they're calling for diplomacy, they'll say, they'll use some phrase like violence on, on all sides. But, but for them, but overwhelmingly, you're, you're absolutely right. They, they, uh, as I try to say in the article, this isn't a question of, uh, you know, who's the most evil and who's killing the most people, but rather, uh, the type of information and propaganda that Abaz is is, uh, is promoting is promulgating here, um, and you mentioned uh, uh, Tom uh, Periello. Uh, Abaz uh, was really reluctant to answer most of my questions, but there were, I guess, three that they sort of answered directly. The others they sort of answered obliquely. <laughs> but uh, one was uh, about a lot of uh, 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 bloggers online who have pointed to 
George Soros as a early funder of of Oz as being you know as as having some sort of continuing uh, influence on the organization. He uh, did his uh, uh, Open Society Foundation and uh, its predecessor did devote did uh, give them about a million point one dollars in their. Uh, initial years, 2007 to 2010. So the question they answered with him was, we have received no money from George Soros or his uh, foundation in any form since 2009, I guess they say. The, one of the other questions they did answer was on uh, Tom Periello, and uh, they said he has had absolutely no involvement with uh, the organization since 2009, um, late 2009. He was already in his first year in, in Congress then, so I, I don't know if he continued on the as board while still in Congress, but they, at any event, they said they've had, that he had no influence on their decisions regarding uh, Syria uh, or, uh, no, or Libya no-fly zones. What I say in the article is that, but his, certainly the, the, the Periello spirit is, is there. Uh, Periello wrote this really, as I say, creepy article in a what is the publication? Uh, trying to even remember the publication, but in which he says things like, and I'll just quote from that: "We must realize that force is only one element of a coherent national security strategy and foreign policy. We must accept the reality, whether or not one accepts its merits, that other nations are more likely to perceive our motives to be self-interested than values-based. But in a world where egregious atrocities and grave threats exist." And where Kosovo and Libya have changed our sense of what's now possible, the development of the next generation of power can be seen as a historically unique opportunity to reduce human suffering. Uh, he, John, he even, uh, he even wrote an article in which he praised uh, the, the 2003 Iraq war as a, as a model for future wars if it had been done slightly better. Uh, there, were, oh, you know, there, were, there were errors in the execution. You know. uh, uh, let me ask you just very, very briefly, because I want to get to something else before we run out of time. Uh, okay. Has Avaz uh, commented in any way since the creation of the, of the disaster in Libya that... that, that uh, on you know Samantha Power has said don't look at Libya so you'll so you'll be willing to bomb Syria what has Avaz said if anything no that's that is one of the questions and, and follow-up questions that I, I posed to them you know didn't did you and I phrased it more diplomatically but did didn't the Libya uh, experience uh, chasten you at all about advocating for a no-fly zone in uh, in Syria and uh, I got uh, back this this answer, which was sort of saying, uh, you know, don't look back, look ahead. Uh, you know, we we can't um, we we they sort of shifted the blame to the to their members, like like these things bubble up from the members rather than New York uh, staff people promulgate some petition. But they 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 sort of said that no, it's you're answering you're asking a question about something had in the past happened in the past which uh we we're not applying to the future i'm probably i'm slightly misquoting what they said but the, the gist of it was uh these are two different things yeah we should. No, you don't learn you don't learn from your past and i i was interested to note that um that bernie sanders a couple of times including the past debate did raise no-fly zone hillary clinton defended it but that the 
the moderators, the questioners, never ask any follow-ups, such as you asked earlier, what, what about a no-fly zone? What, what's right. good about it? What's bad about it? Why, uh, you know, not, not even that. It, so it sort of breezes to the top, and I dare say a lot of people are somewhat mystified by what is a no-fly zone. And, and Hillary still says Obama was wrong not to heavily bomb Syria in 2013, so we know yeah. where, where she's coming from and what she cares about the fate of Syria. But before we run out of time, uh, you mentioned Roots Action, which I work for, and RootsAction.org was created to be an alternative to groups like Avaz and like MoveOn.org, which played such a role in creating Avaz, uh, yeah. and websites like WhiteHouse.org gov which puts your name mm-hmm. on a list for uh whichever big political party is controlling the white house at the moment uh, i mean we tell people don't do your do-it-yourself petitions at these sites don't sign the big petitions at these sites sign them and make them at rootsaction.org because you'll be part of a movement that never backs wars doesn't just have some good mm-hmm. petitions and some bad ones has mm-hmm. only good petitions and we'll never use your name to uh you know to raise corporate funds or promote horrible things, uh, you know, you'll be part of a better movement. Is that is that smart or are we being sort of selfish and self-promotional? Should we sign the good of us petitions and not the bad ones? <laughs> what, what do you recommend? Yeah, well, I, I would have, you know, if I'd, if I'd asked this question about a year ago, I would have said, Havaz has some really good uh, petitions out there and we should sign them. Now, as I said, since then, I, I continue to receive their emails just because I want to see what, what they might be uh, up to. But uh, I would uh, generally recommend not to sign their petitions. Uh, I know the, the problem, I think, uh, that some other very good groups that I, I, I know have and on some uh, uh, occasions uh, worked in a coalition with Avaz, and I think that's, that's always a difficult thing for those organizations to, to navigate, I think. But uh, from my own uh, uh, point of view, I, I not, am personally not going to be signing them, and I'm going to you know, tell other people through this article and other ways not to sign them, but it's, uh, uh, it's ultimately, uh, I'm copying out, uh, ultimately it's up to the individual to see how, if they think they can somehow be effective with uh, yeah, but I, I agree with, uh, with what you said. Well, and and if there's a good idea for a petition and you can't find it uh, somewhere, you want to sign it, you can create it yourself uh, at diy.rootsaction.org, uh, and, and Rootsaction will help you promote it. Um, on, on this score, if you have just thirty seconds, uh, that um, back in uh, August of 2013, when it looked like Obama was going to unleash holy hell on uh, Syria. Uh, the group, um, what is it called? Um, uh, Just Foreign Policy started a do-it-yourself petition with a couple of other people, I think, and I think they may have started it on Avaz, but they called on Avaz to, you know, please send this out to all your members, you know, worldwide we can get millions of signatures. It When they sent that uh, out, it was like September 5th, and Avaz didn't respond, but what, it was only two or three days later uh, that it became uh, moot, I guess, for the time being. But they didn't, they were not pushing Obama to, on a road to peace back then. They they just ignored the, the issue. Uh, so anyway, it's, uh, uh, when I found that out, I was even more uh, 
chagrined that uh, that this was a group whose petitions I'd been signing for for years. Well, well, I appreciate, and I hope our listeners appreciate you opening eyes uh, to the to the dangers uh, of a group like Avaz, and people can can act accordingly. John Hanrahan with ExposeFacts.org and numerous other great uh, organizations on your resume, uh, and we will link to these articles at TruthOut.org. Thank you very much for coming on Talk Nation Radio. Thank you very much. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. I'm traveling around the United States right now doing events with my new book, War is a Lie, second edition. I hope to see you find the schedule of events at warisalie.org. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.